This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And if you have a question about our topic today, and you're just tuning in, you're a new listener, please feel free to give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. We love for you to ask questions. We do this radio show because we think a big part of having success in your retirement and your your financial planning is starts with education because how can you ask a good question or possibly know if you're on the right track if you don't have any education at all? So that's what this show is all about. I would encourage you to visit us online at www.taraenolan.com. While you're at my website, you can check out what we look like. And that's always a big, important thing to do. And then you can also click on the radio page and there you can listen to past shows because I record them all. And we talk about social security and 401ks and IRAs and insurance and annuities and all these different topics that you kind of need to know before you can start to go, well, what, what should I do? And so you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us if you have any questions goal here is that everybody walks away from the show just a little bit smarter and hopefully with a smile on their face. So <laughs> that's the goal right there. Tony and I like to have a lot of fun. So we hope that you're enjoying the show with us. So we're going to be talking today about some of the stages of financial planning. You know, we tend to focus a lot on retirement age people because that's for foremost in the minds of people sure. who are getting ready to retire. But we're going to talk today about people in their 20s and 30s. But before we do that, let me check in with my amazing co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you doing Ooh. today? Where? There's an amazing co-host? Uh, oh, me. Oh. Can you bring him? <laughs> oh, Tara. Yeah, I'm doing great. Yeah, I've had another great week. And um, yeah, it just uh, it's finally starting to warm up just a little bit. From uh, I remember last week you we talked about how deathly cold it was, but yeah, I'm starting to get some more things done. I, I can actually go into my garage now without freezing. <laughs> uh, it's still cold though, but yeah, I've been good. I, I'm trying to think: has there been anything exciting in my life? And just not—I'll uh, be honest—just plugging away and uh, getting things done. But it feels good to get things done. I know you're another week further along on your book. You've been working hard on that and you've been even doing some traveling. So, uh, yeah, I, I think it's great. And uh, what else is up in your life, Tara? Well, I was laughing at your saying, well, it's a little warmer this week. And, and Tony, it's Colorado. So any given day, it could be cold or warm. <laughs> Depending on when people watch this, I guess I shouldn't even be talking about it. Uh, on the day we're recording this, it's warmer than it was the last time we recorded, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. In Colorado, it's just whether the sun's out or not, I think is more important than actually the temperature. <laughs> true, true. And uh, yeah, in Colorado, it can, you know, uh, just uh, if you don't like the weather, wait an hour is what they say. So 
Exactly. It, it changes frequently. Well, um, that sounds good. And I know you and Chris have been busy and Chris has been meeting with folks. You guys like to talk to our listeners. You love to hear from listeners or now viewers is that we also, we videotape the show and we record it and it's on radio. So every week we're doing this. So there's a lot of ways people can listen. They can listen to it as a podcast uh, or they can watch it on the video on YouTube or they can and stream the video um, and or they're hearing it right now live on the radio perhaps. So I, I think it's great Tara that you provide all that and I just my point here is listeners call in. I have a point. Uh, get to it. It reminds me of that line from uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles where Steve Martin looks at John Kenny and he goes here's an idea when you tell a story have a point. Uh, so I'm I'm the John Gandy in this case, of course. So uh, anyway, but uh, yeah, people, I encourage our listeners to call you if they have a topic they want us to talk about on the show. They want to hear uh, your take on it, Tara. I know you enjoy that. And you we've had some response from listeners and that's great. Now, this topic today, though, um, it's interesting. And I think it's intriguing because um, in your 20s or 30s, it's like, it, really, it's a first chapter as an adult. And because so much of retirement marketing does focus on older people who are close to punching that time clock for the last time, as you and I both know, getting ready for retirement is a process that really should begin at that first stage as an adult, uh, especially uh, when you're, if you're out of school or college and you're at, you know, you're in your full-time job, whether it's before or after college, or if you don't go, you have that first full-time job. That's actually when you, the, the whole deal starts, right? I, Tony, you're exactly right. And I love this article I found. It says six savings tips for millennials who want to retire rich. Now, Tony, I don't love the title because no, one of the things in my business, I really feel like money in itself is neither here nor there. It's money gives us the freedom to have those family experiences, to travel, to have the freedom to take a day off. Those are the things that money allow us to have. So that's why we need to, to save and plan and, and do those things. But I really think that the goal should be to retire in a way that makes you feel secure and fulfilled. But at the end of the day, we're, we're trying to get to the same goal. But it's, if you focus on what money allows you to have that's so much more important, I think, than the number of zeros in your bank account, because zeros in your bank account don't necessarily mean you're going to be happy. And the point of having money is to support what you want to do with your family and your life and, and all of those kinds of things. So, you know, I really think so. The first piece of advice here is absolutely right. Like the only thing time is your best friend. So the sooner yeah. that you can start thinking about uh, saving and retiring and creating that habit pattern, I mean, it, you just it's like you keep opening your options. Like if you were looking, instead of your life coming down to this point, you're kind of opening your life up so that you just have more options that are going to be available to you as you move through life. I sure. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, seriously, when you're still in your twenties, any amount of money you can set aside for retirement or put into a 401k or a retirement account or an IRA that can potentially grow into a nice chunk of change in 40 years. Imagine it in 40 years, what that can do. I mean, even a small amount, even 50 bucks a month or a hundred, wherever you start, you got to start putting that money away right away. And the best thing you can do if you're fully employed is have them automatically take it out before you get your check. They take it out 
it goes out tax free and goes into that retirement savings account and grows uh, and can earn, uh, you know, compounding interest. Right. That's the key, isn't it? Compounding interest here. It is, Tony. You just you just went through a mouthful right there. So that's I, lo- I, love <laughs> I it, rambled Tony, on. I took the words no, out of your mouth. You, you know, Tony, and, and I'm, we're going to say it again because you weren't rambling. And, and this is one of the things I'm learning as I'm writing my book is I have to really add in a lot more connective tissue because I do this every day. And I'm having to, my editor is really help taking that step back and saying, you need to explain that because people, yeah. this is the whole point. Like someone who's new and has never done their finances before, isn't going to know, Tony, we talk about this every week. Yeah. And so that's true. when you're young, a- absolutely right. It's, it's almost like going to the gym and creating that muscle memory of creating a habit. So even if you, you don't have a lot of money to invest, just getting in that habit pattern of saving the money. And I love Tony, how you said, anytime you can put things on automatic pilot. So, you know, just with your bank, if every time you get a paycheck, your bank automatically puts, you know, $10 into your savings account, you still have the money. So it's not gone, but it's really helpful when you just start taking little bits of the money that you're not going to miss and set it aside. That creates a habit pattern that will, will help you forever. And then here's another big foot stomp, Tony, for those folks that are listening, especially if you're in your new job and you didn't really pay attention when you signed in with HR, with 401k, the, uh, you need to know yeah. what your employer match is on that 401k. And you may know or you may not. And if you don't know, that's fine because you can always go back and ask. But sure. you want to figure out, and it's usually about somewhere between 3 and 5% that your company will match you. Your employer will match what you put aside. So you definitely want to get up to that matching because Tony, that's as close to free money as you're going to get. And and when you're young and in your twenties, you don't have a lot of money. So definitely you want to take advantage of that matching. So if I can foot stomp that, if you take nothing else away from this show, make sure you're, you're getting your matching with your 401k. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, you don't want to, I mean, it's like you say, it's free money. You don't want to leave it on the table. Uh, you want to take advantage of the 401k match. And I know you've said that before, and that's something you've really, you really want to hammer home to people, really get that across because that's where a lot of people make a big mistake is they don't take full advantage of the match. They're like, oh, I contribute to my 401k. I'm getting a match. Yeah, but there's a certain percentage. You have to give enough to get the maximum match. Right. And then that match grows uh, with compounding interest on top of the money you put in, it's just, it it just, it's a snowball rolling down a hill and it's going to get huge. You know, by the time you retire, you want an avalanche uh, of that money, that little, that little seed you're planting now can turn into uh, the mighty Oak when you retire and that's when you need it. So, uh, I like that. And, you know, you always, you always shout it from the rooftops, do not leave free money sitting on the table. So what do you have for us next, Tara? Well, here's the next thing, Tony, is Roth IRA. You want to go ahead and get started with a Roth IRA. And, you know, a Roth IRA is just a tax status. And you can put different things in your Roth IRA bucket. You can put stocks, you can put bonds, you can put mutual funds. I actually own a rental property in my IRA. But, Tony, here are the key I want everyone to focus in on is Roth because it's about the tax status. So with a Roth IRA, you're gonna pay money when you put the money in, but then that money is gonna be able to grow for 40 years if you're 20, and then when you take it out, it's all your money. You don't have to pay taxes on it. And the example that we always like to use, Tony, is the the farmer. If you were a farmer and you had the option to pay taxes on the little handful of seed that you're gonna plant, 
or wait until you've grown the entire crop and then pay a percentage on that crop, which would you pick? Well, I'd want to pay tax on the seed, obviously. Right, because, you know. A smaller amount. 5% of $1,000 is not nearly as much money as 5% of $100,000. Yeah, yeah, and, huge and difference. This is the beautiful part of, and I love this show today because when you start young, all these things just quadruple because you have that time happening. The compounding can happen. And so yep. Roth IRA is definitely the next thing that you want to take a note on for today's show. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I, I, you read my mind. I thought that's where you might go when we were talking about tax implications and having money taken out of our checks. A lot of those are tax deferred accounts. And so, you know, Roth IRAs have a lot of benefits because even though you've paid taxes on that money now, when you pull it out, it's tax free. It grows tax free that you don't even have to pay taxes on the interest you gain that compounding interest. Right. Uh, but they do come with, there are rules and, and nuances that people, people have to be aware of, right? I mean, uh, they make them dealing a great- with the government. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's but it makes- <laughs> Right, and that again, that's why you have a job <laughs> as a financial planner, because <laughs> we need uh, to establish that ongoing relationship with somebody like yourself to help us out here, right? Well, it's, it's really, you want to understand, like, and I always look, like to talk about planning because there's a lot of things you can do. There's, you know, yeah. IRAs and 401ks and savings accounts and investments. And it's all about what's right for you at this time in your life. It's not even just like, what's going to be a good thing for you. It's, is it the right thing for you right now? And I love it, Tony. We talked about earlier about automatically setting up so that you, you send money into your savings account, right? Because you need that emergency fund. Well, you can do yep. that same thing, Tony, with your IRA or your 401k at work. You can set it up in your paycheck so it'll automatically deduct out. And anytime you can have money be removed from your space so that you don't even miss it, that just helps. I mean, for most people, we're all kind of wired like we don't miss money we don't see. Yeah. But it's a yeah, lot harder when you get that money into your checking account and then you go, wow, you know, I've got $5,000 and you go, oh, but I need to. I need to invest at least 500 of that dollars and right away it's gone. So it feels like you're missing something. It's, yeah. a, it's that emotional emotion of things. And the, the psychology really matters when you're trying to, to save money and play with it. And That's so true. setting things up on automatic where it, you're helping yourself, but you don't see it is important. And then Tony, I just, I was thinking about, we need to also make sure we understand the difference between emergency money and your IRA money, because uh, the IRA money is the long-term. You don't want to touch that. Yeah. Your emergency yeah. money is the money that you have, that you, you can use right now. So you don't ever want to like overfund your IRA so you have no emergency money so that it forces you to pay penalties because you need that money, right? That's a good point. That's so, a good point. There's yeah, just a lot of things to think about. Yeah. Auto withdrawal helps and making sure you you have an emergency fund. You don't just want to focus on every extra penny going into a retirement fund, which sounds great and is good. But you before that, you have to have also an emergency fund. You have to have some liquid cash because the money you put in that retirement account, you're not going to touch that until you're 60 years old. Uh, right, fifty nine and a half, according to the IRS. But we're gonna be we're gonna be sane and round it to sixty, um, where our government is not because uh, half years. I don't know. Uh, go but, figure. But Tony, right? you just you did. You just reminded me of a story. Is I went on a dive trip with this this young couple, and um, the woman her 
um, dad had left her an inherited IRA. So I was like, wow, you know, as a financial planner, I'm like, that's awesome. She's got yeah. this money. She's already getting yep. ahead. And Tony, she just started, she actually borrowed money out of that to go on this dive trip. And Ooh. she was telling me, she said, well, you know, I work to live. I don't live to work. And I totally get that. Let me say that again. She said, I work to live. I don't live to work. Yes. And I get that feeling because especially when you're young, you want to enjoy life and you're, right. especially if you're out of college and you're like, I want to, it's a break from the books. So I just encourage if you can find some balance in there, because I totally agree with that. You have to live life today, right? You don't know when you're right. going to get hit by a bus. <laughs> it's <laughs> so true. Yeah. You don't want to life until you're 60, yeah. but you don't also, if you've got some things set up for you that are working well because of the rules, right? It's not, it's not just like as simple as I put my money in a savings account or taking it out. She had money inside a tax advantaged account. That's a different kind of money than just money in yeah. your bank account. Yeah. And if you pull it out before you're 59 and a half, you're going to get hit unless it's a Roth, you're going to get hit with, well, even with Roths, you have to be 59 and a half, right? So when she pulled that money out, she got hit with a 10% penalty plus taxes probably. Exactly. So there's, you can, here's the thing, Tony, it's your money and you can do what you want when you want, but you sure. don't want to pay penalties if you could have just been a little bit smarter about how you did it. Yeah. And yep. And go. I understand that feeling. And that's part of why this whole planning process comes <clears throat> into play is you have to create and we don't I don't like to call it a budget anymore. Right. We call it our spend plan. You've got to build in some fun in there. Right. Because you have to live. But yep. you want to try to organize it in such a way that you're not shooting yourself in the foot. Right. And any move that you can make that's going to make that financial strategy a little easier. Uh, that's a good step. And uh, you want to take that step before you shoot yourself in the foot. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're young, so I, I've done it myself many times. So you probably oh, yeah. will, but yep. we can try. We can try to give you a little advice today. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah. So what's the next uh, smart move we can make? Well, here's another tip about how to think about money. So you know, typical conventional advice is you want to save ten to fifteen percent of your salary. Yep. And but you know, Tony, when you're young and in your twenties, that's a lot of money. 15% of nothing is a lot of money. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so this is where it goes back to just start creating that habit pattern. You know, if it's $10 a month or $50 a month into your savings account, just start with something and, and start building it up. And the, the thing why the percentage is such a good amount is like, just think 10% of a dollar is 10 cents. You yeah. can, 10 cents isn't going to make or break your life. So you can save no. 10 cents. So no. And then 10% works because then as your money, your salary increases or you get bonuses, if you just stick with that 10%, that's, think about it, that's like a, you know, a dime out of your dollar. That's money that you can probably set aside and it's not going to make or break your world. And if you just get in that habit pattern when you're young, you know, I've met people, Tony, these amazing people that are able to do that from when they're young. And it just becomes such a habit pattern that they almost don't even realize they're doing it anymore. And, and it just makes your life easier when you do something that might feel a little hard now, it's going to make your life easier as you go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's huge, Tara. I mean, obviously that's important. And uh, this has been a, a great discussion so far. Now, um, you know, we're talking a lot about, you know, preparing for retirement when you're in your 20s and 30s. Um, and the reality is once you hit your 50s, retirement's going to be staring you straight right in the face then, isn't it? 
It is, Tony, and I love that. So if you can just kind of think about like the bell curve, right? So we've been talking about in your 20s and 30s, you're at the bottom just starting, you're climbing that curve up and that's yeah. where you want to be investing and you want to be, um, you can take more risk and, and you just, you're looking at grow, grow, grow. And then when you start to get to 50, at this point in time, you've usually actually started to, to create an actual nest egg, right? Yep. <laughs> so yep. that's when you want to start thinking about how you're investing, right? Because you don't use the same strategy when you're 20 and 30 as you do when you're 50, 60. And so we want to start thinking about how we're going to be protecting some of that nest egg. It's, you know, when you're young and you don't have any money, it's easy to be aggressive and yeah. grow and do that. Yep. And then when you're 50 and, and I'm, if, if you were watching me, we're getting to the top of that bell curve where you're starting to create this golden nest egg. And now yep. you go, you know, now I got something to lose. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. you still keep investing, but we start balancing it out a little bit. Yeah. So it's really important if you're listening to the show today, especially if you're younger to understand there's not like one way you're going to invest for the rest of your life. There, it's a no. process as you go through life. Yeah. And the strategies change. And if you start, uh, early and then as you go, especially once you hit that 50 mark, you really have to reassess and look at where your assets are at, what you have, what you don't have, what you might need. And you don't, the good news is once again, you don't have to do that alone. Uh, Tara, this is what, this is why you and Chris uh, enjoy helping people because you really see the difference you make at that point, especially it's huge. And so I, I think that's just so important. And like you said, balance. And a lot of people don't realize they just keep investing. Well, hey, look at the market's got me this far. I'm just going to ride that out. But uh, they don't look at the reality of, okay, when do I want it? What's my time horizon, right? We hear about that. What's your time horizon? Uh, when are you going to retire? How much are you going to need to be able to make sure you don't run out of money in retirement? I mean, it's a scary prospect uh, having that last paycheck hit, right? I mean, that final paycheck you get before retirement, that's it. Now you have to pay yourself. Now you're responsible for all the bills and your employer is not going to be helping you out. So what are you going to do? Well, and, and just, you know, Tony, I think this is a great time for a story is, as I have a client who came to me after 2008, when he was about 67. And so what had happened was when he was in his thirties and forties, he was a, a computer programming engineer. He had a great job, ultimately working for AT&T, but it was, I think, Lucent and a lot of different companies. But he was one of those rare birds where he got this great job and he was able to, he didn't have to work in sales or marketing, Tony. He was able to sit in the research section and just code and just, you know, be in his brain and do that kind of work. And so like everybody, when you're young, you get approached by different financial planners and he had a, a planner approach him when he was in his 40s and got him to invest and in, buy some stock. Well, let's just say, Tony, that the stock tip didn't pan out and he lost almost all the money. Wow. So so the lesson That's he took good. away, he was just 40. So, I mean, it, was, it wasn't the end of the world. But, you know, when you're 40, it kind of feels like the end of the world when that's all the yeah. you have. Yeah, it does. But he still yeah. had a good job. But the lesson he took away from it, Tony, was I can't trust people. I can't rely on people. I have to do it myself. And so all he did, Tony, for the the next 35 years is he dumped 100% of his money into the company stock, to AT&T stock. Wow. And, and, you know, that's it's a good company. But guess what happened in 2008? Yeah, it tanked. The, the market tanked. And Tony, yeah. overnight, he went from being a comfortable multimillionaire to, I mean, he lost over almost 50% of his savings. Oh, ouch. And, 
and and this is when he was 62. Yeah, not good. So that's because your time horizon can't handle it, right? And, I mean, and that's tough. Exactly. So he went from being very comfortable and then all of a sudden lost. And so, of course, he came to me after that point. He was, let's say, an older newlywed. And so the option of just like doing it by himself wasn't on the table. Right. For <laughs> his, sure. His wife had yeah. something to say about that. <laughs> and, and so he's he's OK. Right. We've been able to work it out. So he's going to be he's not going to run out of money. And, right. and he is going to be able to stay in his home and he's going to have some long term care insurance. But just, Tony, think of the difference we could have made had we been able to work together sooner and, and change. So he didn't have all his eggs in one basket. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's tough to hear. It's tough to hear. And that happened to a lot of people, 2008, 2009. So, and, and the thing is, is if you were in 2008, you were in your 20s and 30s, it wasn't great, but it wasn't the end of the world. Nope. No, so, it's really, yeah, it's a, it's a bump that you'll, you'll overcome as long as you stayed the course, right? Uh, unless you didn't panic and try to get out uh, when the market was down, which a lot of people do. And again, they, they make a mistake because they're not working with a financial professional. They're letting their emotions carry them during times like that. And that's why having that solid plan in place that you help your clients put in place that's amazing. It's it's huge. It makes all the difference in the world. So uh, at that stage, though, a younger, you can let it ride in your 50s. What you're saying is, Tara, you really need to focus. And um, just uh, like we talked about, like home ownership and things like that. Those are things you have to look at uh, in your 50s. Hey, where am I at with this and what money am I going to need and where am I going to live? So many questions start popping up. That's where financial planning starts to get tricky. It's easier, right? When you're in your 20s and 30s, right? Great. When you don't have anything, it's a lot easier. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Touche. In your 50s, it gets more complicated because you're making more money, you're saving more money, but you probably have, you're probably managing a lot more debt. You probably are carrying more credit card debt than you ever have because you have a family, you know, and I find with credit card debt for a lot of folks, it's not that people are spending money necessarily on themselves, but when it comes to your kids or your spouses, it's easy to, to just put it on the credit card. And while you're making a good paycheck, you can, you can sustain that, say that three times fast. Yeah. And, and it works for a while, but at some point you're not going to be, when you retire, you're not going to be having that income. So you want to start to, to get your hands around your debt and, and what your uh, process is, what your habit patterns are around debt to make sure you're controlling that. That's a good note to end the show on. We're almost out of time. So before we go, is there anything else you want to add for our listeners out there? Well, I would just say for the foot stomp for today's show is think about where you are in your life cycle. Are you in your 20s and 30s? Are you in your 40s, 50s? Are you looking 50s, 60s? It makes a difference where you are, what you're going to do for your financial plan. If you're younger, it's a lot more about starting those good habit patterns and understanding where you're going to go. So that way, as you make more money, you just flows right in and you know what to do with it. As you're getting you know, further along in your 50s, you want to be looking at are you protecting some of your money so that you don't have you don't run the risk of losing everything overnight? Right. And, you know, and then obviously when you get actually into retirement, that's a whole different conversation because now we're actually looking at like cracking open that nest egg, that golden egg and starting to spend it. So yeah. the takeaway from today, Tony, is to really understand that in addition to rate of return and taxes, your time is another big factor that really matters when you're figuring out your financial plan. 
Yeah. And so I w- Chris and I have set aside appointments for the folks that really want to have that conversation. Tony, the number is 719-210-4242. For those folks that want to say, you know, I'm here, I'm 30, and what do I do now? Yeah. All right. Well, that sounds great, Tara. And we're out of time. So listeners, thank you for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan. Join us soon for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at TaraEnolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.